Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing The Error of Her Ways, which is episode four from season six and originally aired on the 15th of October, 1989. So our writer for this one is Donald Ross, who wrote a total of 16 episodes. And the ones we've covered are From Russia with Blood and A Body to Die For. So oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's, I don't think there's like, we haven't pulled out a telltale sign that it's a Donald Ross episode, but he's written some good ones. Wait. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's interesting. I, okay. So, yes, so this episode, we start at the end. (laughs) Basically, Jessica's, not the end of the story chronologically, I mean the end of the previous murder. So Jessica is in a living room in uh, beautiful Palm Springs, accusing Marion Randall, played by Catherine Cannon, of the murder of her husband, Clark, I think. And, sh- and Jessica's accompanied by Lieutenant J.T. Hanna, played by Elliot Gould, in accusing Marion. Marion is there with her sister, Linda Dixon, played by Marilyn Jones. And Marion insists that she did not murder her husband. She then goes to jail, but keeps insisting, and the sister, Linda, is standing up for her. And while Jessica is still in Palm Springs, Uh, It turns out that Clark had embezzled a lot of money out of real estate development that Jessica had invested in. So Jessica becomes a part of a class action lawsuit along with her financial advisor, Ward Silloway, played by Marshall Thompson, and a lady called Pauline Byrne, played by Susan Blakely. The development sales were being led by Sterling Bowes, played by Paul Gleason, and was sort of being overseen by bank manager Kay Weber, played by Barbara Parkins. So while they're there sorting out that money issue, Marion commits suicide, they think, by uh, carbon monoxide poisoning by letting her car run in the garage with her in it. There's then <laughs> Lieutenant Hannah basically turns on Jessica and it's like, you got it wrong because <laughs> it turns out there's some other information that's come out and there's a lot of toing and froing where basically Linda, Marion's sister, is trying to prove her sister's innocence and prove that Hannah and Jessica got it wrong and that which led to her sister's suicide. But it turns out her sister hadn't actually committed suicide. She had been murdered. She'd been drugged and then put in the car. Um, and we get to find out that Clark had been having numerous affairs, including with Kay Weber and Pauline Byrne. And essentially through a lot of finagling, we find out that Marion shot her husband and then passed out immediately. And the husband actually woke up. And when he woke up, Pauline Byrne was there and he had all the 3 million he'd he'd embezzled. So Pauline killed him and tried to take the 3 million and run away. So Marion did think she had killed him, but she hadn't actually killed him though she did shoot him. And then Pauline came back and killed Marion to cover up. So yeah. So that's where we're at. We have a couple of factoids from IMDb. <laughs> the first one is a very long fact. Um, and I didn't double check any of this information. So brace yourselves. So oh, I guess this is his trademark. Donald Ross's trademark is naming characters after jazz musicians. So here, this episode is a tribute to Bob, the Bob 
Crosby Orchestra, a 1930s band led by Bing Crosby's brother, Bob, that played a fusion of Dixieland and swing. Here tributes to Sterling Bowes, who was a trumpeteer, Ward Silloway, who was a trombonist, and Kay Weber, who was a vocalist. Clark Clark Randall is named after a wealthy dilettante who in 1935 hired the Crosby Band before Bob Crosby was involved, I guess, to back him as a singer on a record date. Also, Pauline Byrne is named after a singer who recorded with Artie Shaw in 1940. So that, I, I guess if we knew more about jazz musicians, maybe we would have <laughs> recognized any of those names. Um, and then this, so this is the second appearance of Lewis Hertham, who in this uh, episode played Deputy Kruger, who would go on to play Andy Broom. So here he's playing another deputy that's not Andy Broom. He's playing a sassy Palm Springs based yeah. deputy. I think that's everything. <laughs> yeah it's it's complicated (laughs) it's complicated very complicated Ashley and I watched this episode together (laughs) the first scene you see Andy Broom I don't know his character in this and Ashley's (laughs) like who's that guy I know him (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh it's Andy Broom Well, it's like, it feels so natural. <laughs> it feels natural to see that actor in like a deputy's uniform. So you're like, that feels right, but I don't know why. And they've never seen <laughs> this person before. I know it makes me feel like, oh, she liked him and then was asked him to come be a more regular character. That would be nice. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're back in Palm Springs. I, you know, I, it was funny because Elliot Gould, it's sort of a two-hander because half of the episode is Elliot Gould just investigating things and Jessica's not even there. And then some mm-hmm. of it's Jessica. But I did like when he said the line, um, oh God, where is he? Something like, I, I bet you've never seen a corpse before. And she says, yeah. oh, well, ne- never in Palm Springs. And I was like, I thought it murder in the Oasis. Did she Thank not you. see that? <laughs> I, I was like, didn't she see Johnny Shannon's corpse in Murder at the Oasis? Then I couldn't remember if she had seen the body. I'm so glad you caught that because I also wrote that <laughs> and I was kind of like, that's not true. Was that Palm Desert? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Was it Palm oh. Desert? Not, not the springs, as Elliot Gold refers oh, yeah, to it, it throughout. A lot of flights out of the spring. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard when he said that. And also, it's just like something about being in that deserty, deserty area. And they've all got these huge houses, <laughs> sprawling houses over this desert. And when they were talking about the rental car being parked outside, it was like, oh, it was parked outside. She was like, it was parked outside Clark's house. I was like, there's nothing there. Surely his wife would have taken one look out the window, seen a rental car and be like, why is there a random car parked out front of our house? Like that, like, it's not like people even have neighbors. They're just so far away from each other. I was just like, this is, you know what it reminded me of? is in Arrested Development, how they live in the one house on the site and none of the other houses got (laughs) built. She was all hopped up on Nardane, you know? She doesn't know. Yeah, so tell us us what you found when you looked up Nardane. Oh, I did. I looked it up just to see, but it 
what I found was that it was a, it was made up for the show. Um, oh, is that right? I let me double check, but yes. And it was <laughs> when they mentioned um, ammo barbital. I was like, God, it's always some kind of barbital. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they said Nardane, I just was like, oh, that must just be like another terminology for ammo barbitals and then they were like oh. but it's not barbitals it was nardane and i was like i guess that's different <laughs> i don't know my pharmaceuticals very well this will be the beginning of my rant on this episode it felt like <laughs> an episode where they were just kind of pulling stuff out of thin air so like you know every time jessica is right and now they're like oh let's shake it up and like let's start with her being wrong and then it just, I don't know, it started off on a weird foot and then they make up some medication when they've been using barbitals just fine the last, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> hundred episodes. If it ain't broke. I mean, <laughs> well, it just felt like, because like, I don't know if they make up medication again in the future, but it, it feels like they were just trialing a bunch of stuff and seeing mm. what worked. Well, and I think they had to like, come up with a way to show that she didn't commit suicide so they had to come up with a second drug that she didn't normally take right she was allergic because, to yeah she's allergic to nardane but i guess she could have they could have <laughs> right. just come up with they could have just used like a real drug like valium or i don't right know. yeah 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 Right, like, or some kind of barbital it just felt like whoever was writing this was like I'm going to make up some stuff. Going to see how this, <laughs> how this track. It is a funny episode because it's like Jessica it never doubts herself for a second that she's right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, technically she is right about some of the stuff, but it's like Marion didn't kill her husband. So she is actually in the end wrong. It's like all she of never the admits to never that. ever for a second. She's like, I know Marion killed her husband. And at the end, it just ends on the confession. So Jessica um, doesn't have to ever have the moment where she's like, I guess I kind of <laughs> didn't get that hundred percent. Right. Like, you know, as far as Marion knew she had, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like in another episode though, there'll be a thing where someone thinks they've killed somebody and they haven't and Jessica's like no you didn't that oh I, I don't want to give it away because we haven't watched this one yet but that's what happens in another episode where someone thinks they've killed someone and then someone comes back later and actually kills them and Jessica be like no I know you didn't do it so it's like technically she is wrong I mean I know the evidence points out and the way Marion was covering it up points to like but it's just funny seeing Jessica so sure of herself because the way it ends it's like Marion was a victim too and it mm -hmm. just makes it feel kind of sad I don't yeah, know that's why this left like a sour taste in my mouth no I got yeah. it she did think she I mean she it was not first degree murder and also Clark was just I mean who wasn't he dating and bringing to Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't hooking up with the sister. That was like the only woman in the episode. He wasn't. That's true. Clark, see? And then, <laughs> and then the woman that does kill him, it's like, oh, because he mentioned the money and she'd never heard of that before. And she's like, I knew he'd just leave me for someone else. I'm like, I don't know if that really warrants you then <laughs> killing him. 
No, why not just steal the money? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's dying. Like, let, I don't know. Yeah, run off to Buenos Aires with the money and just be done with right? it. I mean, can you imagine getting somebody else to pay for the tickets for a holiday you're planning on taking with a different, like, that is a level yeah. of deception that like, I'm like, wow. Weber bought paid, the tickets. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, this was at a time where you could, I guess, travel with, like, a loose amount of, you know, documentation because <laughs> <laughs> the tickets were for Mr. and Mrs. Clark Weber, so it was just, I guess whoever was going to show up, they'd be like, oh, I'm Mrs. Weber. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Clark Russ. Wait, what was his last name? Uh, Randall. Randall. Because none of the women that were possibly going with him were his wife. Right. So his wife was like the only person that was definitely not going on that. I guess the one lady looked most like his wife. So maybe if That's he true. thought he could have taken her identification or something. So that was a slight issue for me in this episode is there were a lot of poofy hair blonde women that I like sometimes if you caught them at the wrong angle, it was like, I think, I don't know, just sort of, and they were all screaming all the time, except for Polly, but the, I, the pitch at which Marianne Randall is shouting <laughs> about, I was like, I don't like this. Like I find this. And then Linda's so. Is that the sister? Yeah, and it's the, like, I really struggled with the sister. I found her grating, so annoying. She was so annoying. We'll get into this more later, but her outfit. <laughs> oh my god, criminal! I mean, <laughs> she had one vest on that, like I just I underlined like several times. I didn't. I don't even know what the pattern was, but I just said sister's vest underline underline yeah I took a picture of it so I could remind myself when we talk about it what what exactly was happening there yeah I just did not I don't know I get what the sister was trying to do and but it I don't know I just she was if she wasn't wrong but that doesn't make her not annoying so it's like the message was right and I think also I don't know about you guys, but I get quite defensive on Jessica's behalf. And I didn't like she was coming so hot for Jessica. And I'm not saying she was wrong. I just am like, I, and then, and then when Elliot Gould turns on Jessica, I was like, Benedict Arnold. (laughs) Yeah, because in the car ride where he's driving her to the airport, he's being very, you know trying to smooth talk her and I thought very flirty and then when things go right he's like so mean to her and then when she comes up with the thing about the airplane tickets he's like okay let's split them up and she's like I'd love to you're like what I know <laughs> that it was some real highs and lows of that them walking out of that Palm Springs mansion at the very beginning and that Aaron Sorkin rat-a-tat walking talk <laughs> between them. I didn't know where you were going with that because I was like, I don't think Aaron Sorkin worked on Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> He's like, I'm too young. But honestly, it really made me laugh because Elliot <laughs> Gould's character was just going on and on and on. He's like, I used to have a partner called Murray and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I know. And you can tell Jessica's like, we already solved it. Like, don't worry. Like, we're our <laughs> our our partnership has come to a close. Like, it's okay. 
but I also didn't understand the Marie shtick. I know I didn't get the joke. I didn't it get was, the joke. Yeah, it also felt like I and again, like I think the Elliot Gould the long goodbye, I think is like a Philip Marlowe story. He's like it's like film noir e. He's mm. an LA cop or something. Mm. And I think I felt like this this episode was trying to like evoke like that kind of film noir like rundown detective or lieutenant with like mm. this like long lost partner that you don't see anymore. All this stuff, and especially at the end with the confession, it felt. I think it's K, is it K? Oh, the bank, the bank lady. Yeah, where she's just like never had much luck with men or money. Oh, like oh, it just Pauline, felt like this. Yeah. Oh, Pauline, Pauline. Yeah. It's like femme fatale thing, but I don't know. It fell short. It just, I don't know. It just really wasn't my favorite. I mean, to me, the shining star in this is, is Kay Weber, the bank lady. I (laughs) loved her. She she has luck with money and men. She's good at tennis. She has that like. (laughs) Honestly, that bit was like the best character moment ever is when she's playing tennis and she misses the ball and she's like (laughs) like she makes a sort of face like silly old me it's like a 45 year old woman with bows in her hair playing tennis i I was like this is more i've I've learned more about this character in the last two seconds than i have i did love the bows after she's been fired she's gotten in trouble (laughs) for this huge con and she's just out at this fancy resort with her tennis lesson it that was so funny honestly and days earlier she was smooching clark in the hot tub you know (laughs) hashtag best life honestly yeah (laughs) she was right back out there she's like i'm not letting this hold me back (laughs) yeah she's like and didn't she hear the shot but she never said anything no um uh she she i think she saw the rental car or no because pauline's the one who witnessed the shooting not right but i she oh, yeah. I thought she, oh i thought she'd been in the hot tub moments before Marion got home <laughs> maybe she skedaddled and i mean how is clark managing his time like that he is a pro <laughs> to have these three women in and out of this house so quick also i tried to find out who played him i I did not have any luck, but um, <laughs> who, who I thought it was, let me just make sure I have his, I thought it was a very young John Michael Higgins. I don't think I'm right. Who's John Michael Higgins? He's the guy from A Mighty Wind and um, all the Christopher Guest movies. Oh, the funny guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you thought oh, it was wait. him? Yeah, I realized... I thought Would he not have been too young at that yeah. in that okay. Wait, who but did you who, think it was? I thought it was John Michael Higgins, who was in um like all the Christopher Guest movies. He was in the American remake of Cap and oh. He's in Pitch Perfect. He's the commentator with Elizabeth Banks. Yes. yes. He plays in best it, in best in show, he's um Michael McKeon's husband, who's yes. um Oh God! It's just something like the best thing that comes has come out of Ireland is like something in Chile or something. 
I can't remember what they want. Um, so yeah, that was like, I was like, and then I tried to do a search to see if it was like, he would have been maybe 21. And <laughs> he would have been 26. Sure. Clark doesn't even get. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. Really? There's no credit. I hate to say this because I don't want to sound mean, but I feel like Clark is like a member of the camera crew that they just roll out to play that kind of that like sort of sort of 30 something guy that just appears in episodes of a show that doesn't have speaking lines. When sure. they were, instead of having the scene play out, when she's describing what they're saying to each other, then they're sort of mouthing the words. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Yeah, because you don't um, have to pay him. Or you don't have to pay yeah. him as much if he's not speaking. Uh, That's right. So I'm trying <laughs> to find Clark. Rand- I mean, I'm looking again, but they show Marion Randall under villainous beauties. <laughs> was, a, was a villainous beauty yeah she's also um donna martin's mom in 90210 oh yeah yeah i couldn't figure out where i knew her from and her imdb wasn't like overly telling of that um oh that's interesting her mom's yeah. bad right Busts her like having an affair when she goes to see um, Color Me Bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, and it's Kelly's mom who has a same problem. Yeah. but And Donna's mom is really strict and like controlling, but like, yeah. Yeah, and Donna saves herself for marriage. No, is she married to David when she finally has sex with him? I know, so. but she's like, that's oh. her thing is like in high school and stuff. Like she was saving herself. But then I think in college, it there's like a storyline where like David saved her or something and she realized he was the one. So. I remember that being a real selling point of whatever that episode was, was that Donna was yeah. finally going to sleep with David. And I was like, it's like, like in retrospect, that's like a really weird, yeah, <laughs> right? <thing. It> is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like someone's virginity is like a major plot point for like multiple yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was true of like a lot of those. Like, yeah. I mean, those, like, I mean, actually, still like the remake of Nine Hundred Two and Oh, I think there was like a big plot point around one of the girls' virginities. I mean, yeah, it's. it's it's odd in hindsight, right? Like, like in 2021. Like, that in. Like, yeah. felt like teenage. I mean, listen, I think we, it's like funny looking back. I think we may have grown up in kind of a weird, gross time. I don't count you in that statement, Glennis, because you're like actually younger than us. But weird, I remember gross time. <laughs> I mean, Susanna, I'm not going to disagree with you. There's some stuff that you're just, you think twice about now you're right. like it's a an about <laughs> yeah well yeah. the fact that like <laughs> low-rise jeans are starting to make a comeback and i'm like god no please god no <laughs> women don't look good in low-rise jeans not that obviously women look beautiful no matter what they were but it's like it's not a like great cut if you're trying to kind of I mean, I have mid-rise jeans and I bent over and I felt like my butt crack was out. Like, yeah, low-rise jeans, like, (laughs) it's over. 
<laughs> some article. <laughs> I think it was like on Refinery Twenty Nine that was entitled like "Low Riser Back," but it's it, but it like but it's gonna be fine or something like that. Yeah, and we're I was like, be okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think we will. Because um, <laughs> all I'm picturing are like the low-rise jeans that Christina Aguilera wore in like a music video, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking that body, this body that I'm in currently, is not made for that. Like it's cut off at the top, like the jean, like where you put the belt has been cut. Yeah, so it's like really. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just they just fall down. They just yeah. like I just like pull them up and they just like just fall right back down. And so I have like suspenders holding them up. Yep. Oh my god. I would love that to be the version of the look is that it's low rise jeans, but you have to wear suspenders with them to keep them from falling. Well, then you down. have to wear a crop top, right? Right. And or a belly a suit. Chain. Yeah, or a bodysuit. Yeah. I feel can't wait i feel like the lady from paramore rocked that outfit like 20 I, yeah. years ago yeah yeah but she's like this is the thing it's like no wonder we all have so many it's listen it's not if you're a normal person in the world like this is why this last year i think has made us all very self like reflective on this it's like <laughs> what is so wrong with an elasticated waist nothing <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not so true i mean i mean i don't disagree looked like on what the sister was wearing because then then i would say but i think she mostly wore jeans except for when she was in that cat burglar outfit with her face fully showing and her hair like no no trying to disguise and she's like walking around with the flashlight <laughs> although <laughs> Susan Blakely, I can't remember her character's name. Is it Pauline? Pauline. Mm-hmm. You all yeah. like gussied up for that dinner. I thought that, I mean. Was- what a good friend to like take that guy out, let him like make out with you in a car and then so that your friend can, and it's like, I guess so that she could find evidence on Sterling to like pin it on him yeah, that she's so I- willing to help him. But it's like, that was- yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I think she went was, above and beyond. No, I don't think she was trying to be a good friend. I think she was trying to cover up her murders. That too. Uh, Pauline was trying to cover, like use yes. the sister to cover up the murders. Yeah. Yeah. We, but also I had a quick question, just logistically speaking. So Pauline um, drives off what's his name what's Paul Gleason's character's name it uh, Sterling so Sterling drives back to his place and then she gets in the driver's seat and drives away yes who's whose car is that is that her car his car I think she stole his car she did take his car okay I just just the logistics of that I wasn't quite sure on okay well that is a crazy thing as well because he's like oh we're gonna go to my house and he's basically at that point kidnapped her yeah because Mm -hmm. these people live so far away from each other in the middle of a inhospitable landscape that to get (laughs) home (laughs) is impossible i there's no public transportation i'm assuming i guess there's cabs but we've 40 days in the desert kind of situation honestly like her trekking home in that black dress trying to get back i mean that i was like it's a weird thing because it's like I do feel like I like the Palm Springs episodes in some 
like I mean ambiance wise because I like the weird big houses and the like Mm -hmm. just the fact that it's so dry and then there's like always a country club with like a pool and the tennis court the country club I tried to find out where that was because I really was I was like is that Johnny Shannon's country club (laughs) it's gotta be right how big is Palm Springs I mean, there's, there's a, I think there's a bunch of places that look like that, but it, okay, it looks so cool. And the, they're like, let's meet at the poolside terrace. I was like, yeah, I could get into that. There was, when I was growing up, I was just thinking about this. When I was growing up, there was a friend who had part of a swim club or like a country club in Marin. And I can't remember the name of it. And we would go there and you would just like order like a BLT or like a grilled cheese or whatever <laughs> and you just put it on the tab this parents tab this mythical tab for the club and it was just such a fun way to spend like a like a Friday in the summer you know what I mean you just oh yeah oh, no our anyway. our family had a membership at a place in Portola Valley and like yeah, yeah. I still remember what our number was <laughs> do you really right? it was 1432 <laughs> yeah and it was like yeah I want I'm trying to remember the it was pizza. a mini pizza yeah a mini it was a mini pizza. Pizza. and weirdly which I don't even really like but regular coke I'd be like I've had a hard day of tennis and now I need some <laughs> regular coke yeah. and a mini pizza before swim tea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those pizzas were so good because they didn't really have like a hard crust or anything and they I mean definitely like frozen they just whack them in like the pizza oven or whatever and um god they were so good it was good and so yeah we were yeah it was it was a nice it was a nice time I was like look I really earned it <laughs> of course then by the time swim team practice rolled around I was like felt a little sick because I oh and I think like M&Ms were involved you know that kind of stuff oh yeah there's always a lot of M&Ms and like candy and then I, I also remember there was like a restaurant not that far from there that we would sometimes go to for dinner afterwards <laughs> it would be like us eating and then like shooting visine into our eyes from yeah. being in the pool <laughs> for like <laughs> just like or goggles too I mean it I just... forgot about the visine part yeah you'd be like you could barely open your eyes <laughs> and you're just like you you're so tired but you were just swimming yeah. all day but you like are having I don't know I just uh that was the best it was, yes, the swimming part wasn't always my favorite, although then <laughs> I spent four years on our high school swim team as well. But That's true. it was, yeah, but there were like rewards involved yeah. to doing it. And also yeah. like, you know, there was always like milkshakes, always milkshakes on uh, hand yeah. that was really nice. And it's like, in retrospect, you know, our adults, I guess it's just for children giant giant milkshakes and yes you're like uh, yeah, eating the your pizza situation was good there's a place that's not there anymore in los altos i think it was called dairy bell and oh, they yeah. had the best milkshakes ever anyhow I is know. it not there anymore no it's like a, a pancake house or something now oh that's but honestly that's i guess what i'm picturing Kay weber's life to be you go get your tennis lesson and you go get your cookies <laughs> and cream milkshake and <laughs> <laughs> up with clark in the hot tub i think that's oh my god i love it that's great to me 
Yeah. I would I also mean, get like, I would get iced tea, but pour like minimum six packets of like white sugar. Sure. sure. Yeah. In the yeah. bottom. Like that was something I would do too. I mean, I don't know. You could never really get it to dissolve because it was no. so cold. <laughs> yeah. Little, so like, just... granules of sugar. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like lemonade or something. No, tea soaked sugar just at the bottom, just like chugging it. Yeah. Um, it was the San Rafael Racket Club, was where Ooh. I went. Oh, that does sound fancy. It felt fancy. Did we never take you to? Oh, no, because I suppose like I didn't meet you till high school. I feel like I went maybe once with you. I just feel like we would have done that at some point, but then I don't know if we were going regularly. Yeah, or like you invited me and I couldn't make it, but like that going down there I definitely like recall it I just don't yeah but yeah, the San Rafael Racket Club that was in middle school that was fun you're like ah uh, how the other half lives living her life and then just like looking fabulous while doing it just her daily oh. cookies and cream yeah she <laughs> and then dinners at Ernesto's that's the place they were all dining that fancy place they're like I wrote in my notes, oh, Ernesto's is the place to be. Also, (laughs) I feel like this guy thought he was going to have a more important role because I don't know his name or anything. But basically, Jessica's financial advisor who got her kind of into this mess, who she's dining with at Ernesto's. Ward. Ward. Okay. He's like, he makes some comment about, sorry, Paula, is it Paulette or Pauline? Pauline. Pauline and Paul Gleason being at dinner together and he's like ooh and Jessica's like why because two people are having dinner alone together she's like come on like, she's like, Ward grow up yeah <laughs> but it, it is funny because she, he's very apologetic which is good mm-hmm. but she's like Ward don't worry about it and I was like I expect her to be going immediately back to her hotel room and firing him like <laughs> like I will be finding a new financial right advice. like Ward you're done <laughs> but I did think it was interesting because it felt like Ward and Hannah, when Hannah liked Jessica, which just sort of went up back and forth, were sort of vying for her affection in sort of equal measure, mm-hmm. which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. And I was going to say before with Ashley saying about the film noir thing, I feel like there's two, I know what you're saying and you're right. It had that kind of element to it. It's like this guy and all these women and stealing money but there was something about the fact that it was in Palm Springs. And also, but Elliot Gould has like this beautiful head of curly hair that it just was so perfectly curled that I was like, this doesn't seem like a bedraggled guy to me. This seems yeah. like a guy that knows how to look after himself and like be get a and, and truly, my, one of my favorite things that happened is when he sat in his office watering his cacti with the little copper watering can oh my god i I was like this guy believes in self-care yeah 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 i remember that oh my gosh that's a good one that's a good one i totally missed that that's amazing well and then i was like why is he watering the cat? Does the cactus need that much water? But, <laughs> yeah, that's right. a good point. It was also like his little <laughs> zen garden. You're right. 
like a little like the little mini zen gardens you know with the oh, rake yeah. And the yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like it was like that you're right Susanna hmm. he was quite yeah I just didn't like that he turned on Jessica when it's like buddy yeah. you committed to this too you got to take a little responsibility well, and then he didn't want to be mad at her you know so then he forgave mm-hmm. her so quickly or I mean when she I did like the scene where she's in his office and he looks over and she's just holding up the newspaper (laughs) (laughs) and then she like bribes him to get back in with like a cup of coffee yeah she brought her thermos he didn't he really didn't want to be mad at her no who does I know true but she was wrong she was wrong and I don't think that was clearly addressed I mean, I'm not going to linger on it. I'm not going to linger on it, but I'm just. No, I get it. I think this episode, well, we'll get to, when we get to the end, I'll say my piece on it. I know Glynis's feelings. Um, Should we go through the list to bring up some of the other stuff? Okay. So, Thunder Weather, uh uh, sunny old Palm Springs. (laughs) Just blazing down. secret doors closet hiding jessica i said jessica did office hiding with that thing with the newspaper when she's hiding <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 didn't know she he didn't know she was there and why did she leave the the newspaper up for so long she's like, know, this is fletcher she's like i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. It's really it's a little strange. How's he saying? He can't see me. Like yeah, it was a, you're right. It was a little weird. <laughs> um poisoning, bludgeoning. I guess we had a sh- a shooting that turned into a suffocation and a <laughs> drugging that turned into a suffocation. Lot. So a lot of constrictions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um phone wire cut. We had a fake voicemail message. I know that's not quite oh not fake, an erased voicemail message, sorry, not fake. She's shaking. Uh I said Linda sort of shook Marion a little bit, but they were both such small women. It sort of just <laughs> felt like they were kind of blowing in the breeze a bit and just kind of happened to kind of smack each other a bit as they were going. Um the okay window peep we had a big old window peep in this one pauline peeping through the window as she sees marion shoot clark in the back <laughs> in the back <laughs> that's not great um yeah fake name id uh mrs randall on the plane ticket was k Webber. Oh, no it wasn't k Webber. sorry it was pauline burn that's a lot could have been a couple people actually <laughs> yeah so k Webber purchased the tickets but it was pauline's name but k thought was she was use, going use yeah them. um a lot of people thought they were going. yeah a lot of people <laughs> thought they were going. <laughs> i thought i was going i was surprised <laughs> i think k they were like it was a one-way ticket like what did you think they say that to k Webber, and she said oh, i thought maybe we'd take a boat back i'm like did anyone else hear that? Like, a boat yeah. from Buenos Aires a to Palm Buenos Springs. Springs. <laughs> I don't know how long that would take. <laughs> a month later, they're so like still sad. on a boat working. Well, their now way I have up. to Google. <laughs> I can't imagine, honestly, like 
Sorry, this is like just not to take cuts. This is like, I have I told you? Oh, yeah, I've already said before, I don't do very well on boats. And we had to take the boat to cross from England to get to Ireland. And it's only a few hours. But I thought I I genuinely was like, this is the worst experience of my life. (laughs) Why didn't we fly? I can't imagine being on a boat like that for. It looks like you could do a 31 day, 32 <laughs> night, but this is a cruise. Like, I'm sure you're stopping. Um, you have to stop, though. You'd have to stop at least once or twice for fuel. Yeah, and this is a cruise. It's not just like, okay, you're taking your charter. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Like a cargo ship? Yeah. She's planning on being gone for like a couple of months. I guess the bank's not too fussed about her holiday entitlement. Yeah, and then she got fired. Well, yes. The fuzz slash cop quirk, we had Hannah, and I said he was sassy, but I couldn't really Mm -hmm. think of anything else to describe him. Curly hair. Curly hair. (laughs) Cop chemistry? I said yes. What did you think? Yeah, I did. It went back and forth. He didn't want to be mad at her. He, he, you know, he he wanted to like her, but she'd gotten him in trouble. He said to her, sorry, I'm going to turn the page. It's going to make a horrible creak. He said to her that he was going to buy one of her books. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if you write as good as you talk. It's like, oh, okay. That's quite an intimate thing to say. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit sexy. Um, Businessy, business real estate development. Guys, we're back. This is home territory mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. for us. I think we're all pretty familiar when real estate developments go I mean, Juniper horribly, Lake. horribly wrong. Yeah. yeah, Juniper Lake, whatever the thing that happened in Smooth Operators that the uh, doctors had all invested in that had gone <laughs> pear-shaped. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Jacob Peabody, whatever they were digging around in there for. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, there was like a hotel thing, was Yeah. Yeah. And then Paul Gleason mentions like his new development is Oasis something. I can't remember in this yeah. episode. I mean, but it's all these like prefabricated homes just getting sure, plonked sure. around Palm Springs. I mean, anyways. Um, okay. Age ain't nothing but a number. So Jessica at this point in time would have been 64, I think. So Ward Silloway was 64. Uh, Elliot Gould was 51. Okay. Oh. All believable. Paul Gleason was 50. And Pauline Byrne was 41. So not terrible. I have no idea how old Clark was. But um, <laughs> Marion and Linda were both 36. So I guess they're twins. And Kay was 47. all <laughs> <laughs> within. Yeah. I mean, the youngest person in the episode was 36. So I was like, that's the kind of TV I like to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, amen. Um, Okay, so smooches. uh, Pauline smooching Sterling to warn Linda. That's what I'd written down. Mm -hmm. But we didn't really Mm -hmm. see it. No. Which, you know, I don't have a strong feeling about one way or the other. Um, Familial ties. No, ice close head shake. Just a head shake. She had her eyes wide open. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. This is quite judgmental, I guess, of uh, poor old Pauline. Um, 
All right, fave outfit, worst outfit. Glynis, why don't you start? Oh, the worst outfit was, I mean, anything the sister wore, but specifically mm-hmm. her best game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. like Jessica's um, black and white polka dots. Okay. I had <laughs> something, but I don't, I don't remember who this was now. White V-neck and gold jewels. I can't remember. But Might have been Susan Blake or Pauline. Yeah, maybe Pauline. Maybe. She's a very attractive woman. It's a Burns mm-hmm. white V-neck and gold jewels. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Ashley, what about you? Fave outfit, worst outfit? Um, I have to say that sister with the vest, but it had a tie with some doily attachments to it was pretty bad. Um, yeah. And for my fave outfit, I actually really like the blazers that Kay wore. It looks like I wrote like three down. It was a <laughs> black blazer, like in her first scene, and then white large plaid print blazer. Yeah, I really liked Kay's look. I love pa- Pauline looked great as well. There was an animal print dress. Mm-hmm. I think mm. when she stumbles upon um, Clark's body and stuff but it seemed it had a little too much fabric but I liked the print of that so okay Megan what about you yeah I think favorite well I favorite anything Kay Weber wore or Pauline and I actually really like Jessica wore a red blazer with kind of I think it was red and white striped shirt underneath that suit Mm. I thought was really cute then I, yeah, everything the sister wore. Oh, and I also liked uh, Marion green and white dress in the beginning. I liked, but yeah, everything the sister wore was heinous, especially <laughs> that weird vest look. But also she was wearing an overall outfit with a white shirt underneath that was not mm-hmm. good. And I think the overall had some buttons and I don't normally like to do this, but there was a scene where Jessica was wearing a pink kind of a running suit that I wasn't, mm-hmm crazy about oh and I really liked Pauline's outfit at Ernesto's that black dress yes yeah Yeah. um I agree that black dress was one of my favorites I liked Jessica's purple sunglasses those big rectangular Mm -hmm. yep I wrote that down as well I thought she looked very sharp I weirdly liked that collared blue light blue collared shirt she had with the giant flowers on it I was like this is barf but I do kind of like it I don't know why I think the colors just it was like it had a nice pastel to it um yeah worst outfits totally agree everything you're saying I mean there were some tough tough looks I think it's you know you get to the deserty climbs and they start putting people in um sort of floral vests that just feel like why are you making them wear a vest um floral cord vest right i mean to put a floral vest on top of a pirate (laughs) shirt (laughs) yeah i was listening to something the other day they kept saying it feels like you're putting a hat on a hat and it's like yeah (laughs) that to me (laughs) um okay biggest hunk megan Oh, um, K. Weber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You love K. Weber. Uh, Glynis? I'm going to go Paul Gleason. Interesting pick. Okay. <laughs> Ashley? I'm going to go uh, Pauline Byrne, Susan Blakely. Um, yeah. I, I'll go for 
you know, I like us to all have our own opinions. I'm going to go with Elliot Gould. <laughs> I don't sure. <laughs> Just like, yeah. That feels on brand for me. So it does. <laughs> yeah, that's who I thought you, I mean, I thought he, well, we'll get to the next, but that's, yeah, if I had to guess who I thought Suzanne was going to be. <laughs> I just love a boss 80s, 90s business lady. So me for too, me, yeah. Kay Weber comes on the scene and she's bossing everyone around. I mean, she did make oh. a mistake, but that's okay. She's just really big businessing it all over the place. Yeah, so. Again, and she didn't let any like a m- double murder or getting fired like slow down her game. Uh-oh. No. Mm-hmm. She also had a very strong like bigger the hair the closer to god kind of mentality there but it was like a it sort of was big sort of sideways as opposed to like a bit like kathy (laughs) you mean the cartoon no i mean not like in oh, personality kathy, first of all kathy is kind of a sad sack like no offense <laughs> i'm not saying i'm not saying in personality i'm just saying oh, you're, hair right. Style. you're right like they had a hard time like tamping down that hair so when she was playing tennis there were like a couple look i do this myself like putting my hair in a ponytail but there's still some poofs out also, really quick, the actress that played Kay Weber was in a movie that I need to see because RuPaul mentions it all the time on RuPaul's Drag Race, and it's supposed to be really campy and crazy called Valley of the Dolls, and I just feel like I really need to watch that ASAP. She's, I think, the main person. Is she? Oh, she's the main person? Well, she's mm-hmm. based on Jacqueline Suzanne's, like, she's Jacqueline Suzanne's that character is based on Jacqueline Suzanne. How many times am I going to say Jacqueline Suzanne in like two minutes? <laughs> say it one, one more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> do it. You can do it. You can do it. Do it. So Jacqueline Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> Hat trick. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, she also spends the whole movie going, no, I'm like now angry. <laughs> there, Kay Weber is nothing like the Kathy cartoon. I, I was just her hair kind of reminded me of the of the woman uh, from Dilbert cartoon. Yes, Dilbert you know cartoon. what, Ashley. <laughs> Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. I mean, I am thinking of Kathy too, but I love that Glynis didn't laugh at the act joke because she doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's like, I don't get. had like a hard life and was constantly like, <laughs> well, I did I did have to look up Kathy and I, oh, I know. You know. Um, the first like couple, <laughs> it, they just all say act. And then, so I, <laughs> I came around but much slower. <laughs> I feel like it maybe wouldn't hold up. But anyways, um, J.B. Burns, Ashley. Let's hear him. So I don't have a J.B. Burn, but this made me laugh out loud. And I would say this regularly. Elliot, Elliot Gold comes in. He's upset that the coffee maker is broken. And he goes, this dump is getting worse every day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I'll just be entering my home or whatever and just shouting, this dump is getting worse every day. <laughs> <laughs> so that brought a lot of joy to me. Yeah. Uh, Megan, what about you? It's hard. I don't think I, oh, I just want to reference that everyone called Clark Clarksy. 
No, there were a lot of Clark. <laughs> um, Terrible. yeah, I don't really have any Jessica Burns. Oh, I have a burn from the sister. Linda says this about Mary, and she says, "My sister was not a very brave woman." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. said, "Is that what you say about me?" Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Glennis, what about you? J.B. Burns. Yeah, I did. I the only quote I wrote down was, "I bet you never saw a corpse before," and she said not in Palm Springs, but. And that was a dirty, dirty lie. <laughs> Very few <laughs> things written down for this. Maybe it was because I had three pints at the pub before watching it. I don't know, but I had <laughs> issues. She with it. saw him. Maybe she didn't see Johnny Shannon's body. Uh, she must not have. I think she uh, showed up after it had happened. Just sorry, I digress. Never mind. I um I I so yeah I wrote down the uh, this dump is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> worse by the day. I can't remember. This dump is getting worse every day. I did think that was very funny. I also liked when I can't remember what this was in reference to, but I guess it was like I guess this means like corkers or like real nuggets he says when hannah says i can think of a couple of real dillies <laughs> it's like meaning like big sort of tails or something i'm yeah. <laughs> not quite sure now now that i put that totally out of context i don't know what he was talking about but i did like the word <laughs> dilly <laughs> and then i also liked when hannah said let's stop with this wee business when she's like we need to figure out you know who did this Right. So I thought that was a good old burn. All right, Megan, fave guest star. This is a tough one for me because I really enjoyed, um, I wrote down her name. Is it is it Barbara Parker? Wait, shoot. The yeah, lady, Barbara Parkins. Parkins, who played Kay. But I mean, Elliot Gould was really good in this. Yeah. So wait, favorite guest star and favorite moment? Just favorite guest star. Just favorite guest star. Sorry, sorry. Uh, how long have we been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, whoa, we're on favorite moment. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can I go back to uh, just like a quote? Yeah. It's not a burn, but when they're talking about the Nardane and they're talking to Pauline, Pauline's like, so what? I take Nardane. So to half the women in this town. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well. But yeah, I think I'll go Elliot Gold. Okay. Uh, Ashley? I think I'm going to go Elliot Gould as well. Okay. Yeah. Linus? Yep. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll go Elliot. I also am going to go Elliot Gould. Surprise, surprise to nobody. Did you know Elliot Gould was on MASH? I didn't know that. The movie, right? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Who does he play in, in the movie. movie? I think he plays Trapper. I thought he played Trapper in the movie. Yeah, I think, Am I making that up? Or no, Alan I think you're, I think the two mains in the movie are not in the TV show, but let me just double That's check. true, and I think Elliot's one of them. I just don't know if he played Trapper or um, the Alan Alda character. Yeah, it's him and Donald Sutherland are in the movie, and... Oh, my God. That's, uh, you're I've right, never seen Ashley. the movie, but I've seen the poster. That's right, Elliot Donald Gold Sutherland. plays Trapper John, and then... Donald Sutherland plays Hawkeye Pierce. Actually, think yeah. there's not okay. Radar is the same, but I think there might not be that many overlaps. No, and the movie's done by um, Altman, right? Robert yeah, Altman. I would give the movie a shot. I just the TV it's show. Okay. Is not for it's okay. It's okay. I don't need to see a lot of Altman. 
I'm sorry, I know that's terrible to say. No, it's not. I was going to say, I like Altman a lot, but I completely understand because sometimes those movies are a lot of work. There's a lot of different perspectives and you're sitting there for three hours being like, how is this all connected? And then he ties it in at the end. So I completely get that. Yeah, I, yes, I have to say at the moment, certainly I don't choose to watch things that involve too much work i am trying to watch alan alda or alan alda (laughs) i mean i don't i'm not an alda alda head 30 rock when he was on for a few episodes i so what is elliot gould's like big famous thing is it mash sorry well we have two seconds it just sounds like alice bob and carol and ted or whatever that movie is uh, well, no like something i've seen <laughs> um he did the long goodbye where he played and then he also did oceans 11 probably Ocean's oh, yeah, 12 that. and 13 he's married to barbara streisand at one point shut he played door. ross ross's dad on friends okay. ross and monica's dad on actually friends. was he seriously married to barbara streisand yeah. yeah. Is that like, wait, no, why does no, Susanna know that? Ashley said no, this I'm to me. I'm literally looking at the Wikipedia. Oh, <laughs> right this is what you would know him from. He played the voice of Mr. Stoppable and Kim Possible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You know I loved Kim Possible. <laughs> yeah, so. That's so fascinating. But we're, are we talking a, like a What's Up Doc, Barbara Streisand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like late 60s, early 70s. Oh, like eight Is that years. right, Megan? I, yeah, I didn't know this till Ashley told me. I know, but you're probably staring at the wiki page. What are the dates? I was, uh, but I got to <laughs> Kim Possible. So I, I, <laughs> oh, you went down to Kim Possible? <laughs> yeah, <hole>? sorry. I went, <laughs> you guys, I ended up somewhere different than where you thought I was going to go. <laughs> Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> married to Barbara Streisand from 1963 to 1971 we all said he was our favorite guest star oh yeah okay let's get back to that Glynis's guess oh I guess the sister I honestly not, this one would this. have been hard Nothing about this episode really spoke to me so I panicked because she just seemed to be too too annoying invested. yeah so, um okay the sister would never my mother sister. Right. <laughs> it was too shrieky in the beginning and I just I don't know. Wasn't I get it? Yeah. Sorry. All right, here we go, guys. Fave moment overall ranking. We've come to it. Ashley, why do you start? Sorry, I didn't tell anybody to go. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go. Um, so actually one of my favorite moments was I love them. I love the monologue. So Pauline's sort of monologue where she's just talking, yeah. she's confessing to doing it. And then she says like, I may have been born broke. I may have been broke most of my life, but I've never been stupid. I don't know. I really like, for some reason, I like that moment. Um, and overall ranking, I'd say a seven. Okay. Megan, what about you? things I do like yeah I'll go seven also favorite moment I think any of the scenes at the the tennis like pool club (laughs) okay Glynis what about you here we go guys buckle in (laughs) give it like a three 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the uh, fave moment was probably Kay Weber playing tennis. Yeah, okay. when I turned on the Zoom and Glynis came on, she's like, I did not care for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Susanna and I watched another episode this afternoon. I was like, I didn't like last night's episode. Is that shameful to say? She's like, no, that's your opinion. <laughs> I it, it's a weird one because I remember I do remember having watched this one before, and I remember when it came up in the random number generator, being like, "Oh God, this one!" Like it just really dreading that we were gonna have to watch it. But actually, it was a lot clippier than I remembered it being, um, and. I, I wouldn't say I liked it. I mean, I'll give it, I don't think it's boring. And I like all the characters and I really like the stuff with the sneaking in and the date. And I like Kay and I like Elliot Gould. So I'll probably give this a six. Like it's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like, it's just, I don't think it's very fun. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with this. Um, but yeah, does anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? No. Okay. Um, well, I'll just say ack and thank you very much for listening. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. 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 Anna made a very shady comment. And we don't know what happens in the hallmarks after they end, okay? I'm I'm editing it out.